All right, while Colin cuts lemons, I'm going to get right into this. Welcome back, everybody, to the... Welcome to the Saturday Night Freak Show. That's right. This is the fourth installment of the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm Colin, you need to cards out. How's everybody this feeling This is Travis in my movie tonight. Hold on, wait. Oh, let's go around. Yeah, there's well, a... So, uh, so y'all be ready before we... <laughs> Colin, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, Awesome. Tonight, we're being brought to you again by Shinerbach Beer. Not the cheer, but I still have one bottle left if anybody wants it. Not the cheer, but the beer. Tom, how are you feeling? Well, I'm getting over a cold. A little sick? Yeah, I've been sick all week, so I'm getting over a cold. I am trying the infamous Hot Toddy. Ooh. They're supposed to be the cure-all. Or cold. And what brand of whiskey are you drinking? Well, see, the hot toddy is, essentially, it is honey, uh, brandy or whiskey, hot tea, and lemon. Excellent. We'll take a sip. How is it? It's, it's not bad. It is a cure-all remedy. There you go. Just like the Old West. Well, tonight uh, was Travis's pick. He, uh, well, I'll let him... Talk a little bit about his choice for the movie. My movie choice is Cannibal the Musical. Classic. What makes Cannibal the Musical a classic? By Trey Parker, my song. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about this film that makes it a classic? A super classic uh, comedy. What made independent, it real independent. Hold on, I want to stop. We shouldn't interview each other. It just doesn't sound conversational. No, well, your answer was cool. like, and Cannibal News. Because we've just been interviewing each other <laughs> since we started. That's the only reason I don't want to interview each other. It's because it sounds too, uh... You, know, you just want to jump into it. Yeah, I want to jump into it. Because I, oh, I tried starting, but then we are just like, what are you doing? I tried well, we starting the whole... Who everybody but is. I tried, but I was going. But we All started right. interviewing. And that's the one thing, like, okay... You know, you were talking a few weeks ago. I just like you. You thought you were the most like so non-pronounced. Well, that's just because you're interviewing everybody. Right? You should just talk about the movie. Oh. Talk about what you think about the movie. You shouldn't interview people. Yes, that way, you get to you know. I want to hear what you have to say. That way, we fuel each other's conversation instead of just what do you think? What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? Okay, so then let's just get right into it. All right. I'm Travis, and my movie was Cannibal the Musical, brought to you by Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park fame, the first real independent uh, Western thriller horror comedy. Put out by Troma. Troma. Troma Films. Lloyd Kaufman saw the genius in these fine filmmakers and gave him a shot. Before the days of South Park. Way before the days of South Park. Before the days of Orgasmo. Or Basketball. Basketball's a good one. I have seen Basketball. Haven't seen Orgasmo. Or what else did they do? The Book of Mormon. Yeah, I've not seen that. That's Yeah, that's the newest one. I saw Team America, and I saw... Oh, yeah, Team America. I saw Team South America Park, the movie. before going to Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. Right before, yeah. yeah, was that the re- that was the recruitment video? <laughs> yeah, for me like, personally, you know, I yeah. saw it and I said I'm going. <laughs> it's worked. Well, well then, if you're listening, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I'm sure they're out there listening to this. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, 
Yeah, but we gotta let's talk a little bit about uh, the movie we watched. Yeah, so. so, like, this is the second time I've seen it, and I liked it. Like, I still, I, you know, I saw it a long time ago, and I thought, yeah, you know, whatever, it's a musical comedy. But I actually really liked it this time. I, I like the music a lot. Well, Travis said something uh, that I thought was key during the credits of the movie. When the credits were rolling, he said he singled out there was a song that was good enough that it could be in a real musical. Which means, that by implication, then, that that wasn't a real musical, right? Well, it's a joke musical. I mean, Spadoink all day. I mean, his heart's as full as a baked potato. I mean, it's a joke musical. You know, not all the songs are supposed to be taken like brilliant songs. But, but uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Is this Magic? I think it's called. Is it what it was called? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, sure. I think most of I think most of Trey Parker's musicals, like considering South Park and the movie and uh, Team America, um, they're joke musicals. I mean, you know, their songs are just kind of like. You know, America, fuck yeah. Well, yeah it's, Gotta well, montage. I mean, it's he can't like, help but put comedy in it, but he follows every, you know, rule that you would either on a musical or writing music. I mean, the guy writes good music. I mean, like Weird, you know, Weird Al. Weird Al's genius no matter what, even though he writes funny music. The guy writes good music. You know, you can't. Well, I mean, the whole, the whole joke aspect of the thing, I mean, you know, the thing that struck me about it was, you know, at first glance, I'm like, wow, this is like really amateurish. Like, it's a really amateurish movie, but it's almost like that's part of the joke. It's like, we're going to make it amateurish and like, we're going to do all these mistakes, but that's going to make it, that's part of the joke. Yeah, yeah. Like you know? the, the small hat in the beginning. Yeah, and the, yeah. You know, like members only jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, it, it's just up the alley of any any of the like naked guns, hot shots. You know, it's that non that non reality world where, you know, <laughs> any really anything can happen. Like I swear, what was it Lucky? Who was the first guy that got burned? Yeah, Lucky. I think L- they just called him Lucky. It's called he Lucky. Got burned by the lightning. I swear he was wearing like a pair of like Mikey or Nike Mountain climbing boots. <laughs> So the movie's about a guy named what is Alfred, Alfred Packer, Packer, and he. Uh, so this is a true story. Historically, yes. Right. <laughs> so he. He's uh, the first one tried for cannibalism in America, in Colorado. Because nobody was ever the Donner Party thing. Nobody was tried in that. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, well, if this. Is I don't know first, anything about this. If this, well, if, if that. I watched. The, I watched a funny one. movie about Alfred Packer that doesn't right. make me a, a historical. Uh, well, he said it was the first historic person to be tried for uh, uh, cannibalism. That's what I've always read. That's what I've always read. I'm just assuming. In America. He said. Tried. So, but then you asked me about the Donner Party. Well, they so mentioned Donner Party in the movie. So if that is also party. like correct, and that happened prior to that, nobody was convicted. Or oh, tried. maybe it's in Colorado. Let's not like talk about facts I don't know and talk about the movie. <laughs> Let's not talk about real things. So there is cannibalism. Eventually does happen. In the movie, Actually, it well, it started movie, off it with like a pretty decent, time. you know, gore scene that was like, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, that kind of do it yourself kind of dream sequence. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the light colors that they were wearing, <laughs> the white shirts and the uh, pastel blues, light. 
pretty good effects, like makeup wise. Like, I think he eats the guy's throat right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. 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 that was gurgling. <laughs> Acceptable. It was for an indie film. It's pretty good. Yeah, for an, that's what we gotta really take away from it. Is independent is you know, I mean, no matter what, independent movies always have pacing problems. Independent movies always have, especially period pieces, always have casting problems. Do you know what he did, like, I mean, what they had done prior to this, or this was just, like, out of school, kind of, make a movie? Yeah, out of school, make a movie. Yeah. That's how you do it. Learn by doing. So, are they from Colorado? Yeah, that's what I've always heard. Because, like, the Mormon stuff always comes out. I think South Park takes place, like, South South Park, Park, Colorado. Colorado. So, Mm -hmm. is there a big Mormon group? I mean, I know Utah has a lot of Mormons, but... It seems like the yeah. that religion always comes into play. Yeah, I'm sure that's why. I'm sure they grew up around that. Just being that so close, always, yeah. yeah. Perhaps watching the movie it actually gave me a good idea. Like, I like the way they use the squibs when somebody gets shot. Like, <laughs> they'll they'll show somebody get shot right in the face, but they like they won't you know mess with the front of the face. They'll just have right. the squib in the back explode, and you kind of buy it, you know. Oh, I mean, you totally buy it. What I've always heard is always kind of painful to have something strapped to the back of your head and have it explode right <laughs> you know yeah like, no matter how yeah. weak the explode especially uh in cannibal musical the actor that played uh swan uh it was definitely a little too powerful than what it was supposed to be that's why it looked so good <laughs> you know it was definitely a little more than what do they do they, they strap like a board or something to the back I, of your head and then the squib on the other side i don't side know i've it. always wanted to learn how to make squibs and you fill a condom with blood and then you explode it somehow either with remote control or well, usually I've always heard you run like a little, like a charge on a wire. Run that down to a battery. You just tap the wire to the battery, and that detonates the thing. And it's a little explosive that goes a off. Explosive, right. <clears throat> blood. It'd be nice to learn how to do squibs. Yeah, explosive. <laughs> and mess with squibs all day long. Yeah, come into a room and freak everybody out. <laughs> there is a lot of stunts like well. Seem dangerous because maybe given the fact that it's a independent, you know, low budget film, like you're thinking they're really doing this. And one of them was the hanging scene that you made a comment about, which yeah, they show you know Packer fall through the floor when he's being hung, and he bounces a little, and the noose is around his neck. And it's a real guy, you know. I mean, it's really Trey Parker, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I had to like, catch him, like you know, in midair. Like yeah. Either there's Moving a harness the type situation. And That's all you need for independent movies. Also, <laughs> when we were watching it, uh, Travis, you made a comment about when there's the let's build a snowman scene and the guy takes like a pit a pickaxe to the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude's when, standing right behind him. You see him lean back a little bit. <laughs> just wailing on a thing like flies off and nails him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <clears throat> There's always a certain element of danger in the stunts of a low-budget film. Yeah. I like the the character development in the film. I like how the preacher starts off, you know, as the, uh, you know, the really positive. But, you know, as it goes, he's the one that really turns into what Alfred Packer's accused of, you know. Right. It's a nice, uh, nice to see him lose his mind slowly. Yeah. And it looks like it was all filmed at, like, a historical society, or at least, a, I mean, they're telling the story in uh, in the present, but they're telling a story in the film. 
so all that stuff's clearly in the mountains, but like this little, you know, sheriff's department and there's like a store and everything, it all looks like it's you know, I mean I, I guess yeah, we, you couldn't build that. I right. mean not on their budget level. It looks like they were right. on something. Yeah, yeah, some somewhere. Yes, yeah. there is those just popular cowboy towns that they've always filmed TV shows in throughout, you know, the fifties or whatever, then like however many movies they make. I'd like to go to those. And we'll just put everything in time. blue jeans. Blue jeans. <laughs> but even, like, the, the signs, you know, like, sheriff's department or general store, like, that's probably just it was there existing for the, you know, whatever. Well, I do, like, you know, loose, you know, they weren't going for accuracy. They're going for, you know, they're going accuracy when it comes to, like, telling the story of Alfred Packer. As much Are as, they? As much as he... Like, if you listen to the audio commentary, Trey Parker's, like, very versed in the history of Alfred Packard, and uh, he actually believes Alfred Packard was, you know, was innocent, or at least those were kind of... But, uh, yeah, Trey Parker even mentions, you know, different, like, made-for-TV movies based on Alfred Packard. Like, he's researched Alfred Packard, like, mm. really in-depth, like, while making this. But on, another side note is, this is also, not only is it uh, autobiographical of... Uh, uh, or not biographical of Alfred Packer, but it's also a little autobiographical of Trey Parker in the Leanne story. That's like Leanne was a girl that left Trey Parker, <laughs> yeah. and this is kind of like his, horse his way of you know like kind of coping with that emotion while telling this this cannibal <laughs> story while his horse gets stolen by trappers and it's all about the lot like when he mentions you you know your friends aren't supposed to your friends don't just leave you know they you know it's kind of coming from somewhere personal with the trey parker mm. yeah that insight wow that's crazy right you know listening to the audio commentary of this dvd is really i mean it's really like geez you start to learn how much like there's a scene where alpha packer when he has that ballet dream like uh he wakes up and he he screams something. I can't remember what he screams, but yeah, Trey Parker says, "Yeah, that was in some TV movie where he has some nightmare and Alfred Packer wakes up and screams something." But the movie, the TV movie, never explains what he dreamed about or why he woke up and screamed that. But so he just decided to add that into this since they put it in, uh -huh. in this made-for-TV movie. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very. Uh... But Leanne, it's Leanne, right? Yeah. Leanne, yep, Leanne the horse. And he's like, she didn't leave, or she she didn't get stolen, she wanted to leave, she left on her own. That's like him, that's Trey Parker realizing that, like, it's over for him yeah, and move on. this real girl. But then at the end, they kill the horse. Kill the is, horse. Like, the, I don't think the, there's... The Japanese, Japanese Indian. You do not believe we are Indians, <laughs> but we have teepee. Lots of teepee. That was uh, their. Uh, <laughs> that was just a joke, or that was their shot at surrealism, having Japanese Indians played by Japanese people. That was a joke for sure. I'm guessing it was the only actor. It's got to be a joke. It's got to be a joke. Come on. Yeah. It's got to be a joke. Come on. As soon as you see a Japanese well, what's people. The what's the joke? What's the joke? Don't you it, see we have teepee? Yeah. Lots of teepee. He's it's trying to validate what, what, what tribe Indian. you are. And he's like, well, that's the joke. Yeah. Because we're Indians. We're right? Indians. Don't you see we have teepee? What's else to explain? That's the tribe. <laughs> Yeah. That is silly. Like I said, this is the Naked Gun universe. This is those, that type of universe where anything goes, you know? Right, yeah. It's all for comedy.
Yeah. Yes, I don't fit people. Watch out for Cyclops. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I mean, it's the hardest thing to do on an independent level is comedy. And, obviously, these guys are geniuses at it. But, I mean, even starting out, you can tell that. It's also been the only successful movie genre that's come from the independent realms. You know, I mean, in the 80s or the late 70s, 80s, you had horror movies, always independent, independent, independent. But then you get Cannibal the Musical, Clerks. You know, you're getting a lot of comedy because, you know, you don't expect a comedy to be, you know, an independent movie to be a comedy. They're usually very, to me at least, Independence are usually really boring, trying to be insightful, trying to be emotional, trying to, you know, they're not just trying to entertain you at their level, you know, at an at a inexpensive level that they can. And one thing South Park definitely does prove is it doesn't need to look good to make it work. As long as your story is good, as long as it's funny. Yeah, I mean, you can get away with not having the best sets and the best props and locations. As long as it is truly funny. Yeah, or else anything, as long as the movie is good. That's why it's so funny to see so many companies spend so much money on, you know, say you got money to make a movie and you make some monster movie you can't afford instead of just making a guy and a girl at a coffee shop movie or whatever you want, you know, but people take the... The trade-off on that is that a lot of people think they can do that and they think it's funny in their head, but where this is like funny to everybody. And that's only, like, and, and that's only because like, you know, everybody to told, a larger audience, maybe not. You know, everybody told, uh, you know, well, everybody speak told up, Tom, if you don't like it. Everybody I mean. told uh, Kevin Smith that Clerks wasn't funny, but they didn't understand the audience he was speaking to. Where most people out of a younger, you know, they understand they want to talk about Star Wars. They want to talk about, you know weird, you know, just sexual things that people think are crude. I mean, that's how people talk. So, you know, yeah, comedy has that, you know, either you're Animal House one minute and then, you know, you get old. That's not really relative anymore. I mean, do you think Animal House is, like, always relative to every generation? Do you think? Animal House is a movie that's relative to everything. Yeah. So. It's just the, it's the, the style of the movie itself makes it old. But I think what's the, what they're doing there, you just keep on. They just keep making. Well, yeah, the they same keep thing. making that movie. But I never thought. Me personally, I never thought Animal House was always one of the comedies. I never thought was like as like important as classic as everybody thought it was. I just never thought Jim John Belushi was that great. Mm. Just has a, a cult following from the get go. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie the whole way through. Really, I want to say that maybe I did. <laughs> I remember bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've seen Animal House the whole way. It's the same with the Blues Brothers. I think I have seen it the whole way through, but I remember seeing it out of sequence, like, over time. I go as far as saying Blues Brothers is a pretty brilliant movie. Blues Brothers just has that car chase that goes on and on and on. Ultimate car pile Yeah. Like, world record. And you're like, that's like, it seems like it's serious, too, because, like, you're supposed, supposed to be a comedy. And I think yeah. that was the first thing that I saw of Blues Brothers, was just, like, this massive car chase. And I was well, like, what the hell? There's two. I mean, there's the one in the mall, which I think kind of sets up the same yeah, comedy. Because <laughs> as they're going to the mall, he's like, oh, hey, there's a, you know, there's a Starbucks. Oh, I've been a Starbucks. There's a Bergner's. And they're, you know, like, crashing through kiosks and stuff. And I think it's John Belushi that's like, 
this place has everything. <laughs> you know, like, and that kind of sets you up for. Obviously, it's a comedy, but the. Yeah. But of course, that's John Landis. That's on a whole. Right, yeah. whole other level. Well, he did Animal Jesus. House too, yeah. Yeah, he, he did, did Animal House, Blues Brothers, Brothers and American World, American World of London. Right, which yeah. is a goddamn funny movie. Goddamn funny movie. Yeah, funny is important. So, what do you think of Cannibal the Musical, Tom? God, fucking terrible. How many times have you seen Cannibal the Musical? I've seen it twice. And was it any better this time? Not really. Was it worse? Do you hate laughter? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just it's. Know, Are you too serious for it? Is it too goofy for you? See, I didn't like uh, it either. I don't. I don't I, think I, I'm too serious for it. No, it was it's, just it's like not, it's not too serious. Yeah, it's I'm just not, not my serious. type of <laughs> movie. That is. That is just. It's that. I don't know. I mean, it's. It is. I mean, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They they do that. Comedy. Are you a fan of South Park? Yeah, you know it, it's. I used to be a fan of South Park, you know, like, I, ha, 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 you know, when I was a kid, I found some, South Park first came out, I was like, that is hilarious, that is genius stuff, and as you get older, you're just like, ah, you know, it's just like, it's... Is that grumpy old man syndrome? Not really, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean, I guess you just kind of like, grow out of it, I guess, it's, they're telling the same jokes, right? That's kind of what you were talking about, Travis, I guess, with like, at some point, it seems like it's funny at a certain... You know, is it like the age group that you're talking to with the movie? It's like that's. Well, this, okay. Do you guys find Naked Gun funny? Do you guys find those type of movies funny? I remember. I mean, I haven't seen them in a long time. At the time, I thought they were funny. Yeah, I remember busting a gut in the theater. I saw. Um, Naked Gun, you know, personal. like I guess, I guess. Yeah, when I was younger, I found them funny. Like not anymore. So, what are the comedies you find funny now? I don't like, find uh, them funny now. Like, what are the comedy movies for your experience now, your life experience? What, is, what do you find now to be hilarious? Uh, oh, last really funny movie I saw. Okay, like, I find Ted hilarious. I haven't seen that yet. Um, as, as, as far as, like, recent movies. Um, a lot of, like, the, uh, what is the... Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow stuff is pretty funny. Like the uh, uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, but actually, that is like, that is, well, yeah, but some <laughs> of that stuff is old man comedy, though, right? I mean, this is a guy who's like in his 30s or so, 40s. So it's, he's, that's aimed right at you. Right. And it, it is aimed more at me. And like, so like the stuff from the 80s that I kind of found more funnier, like, okay, so like the, like, the Naked Gun movies don't really age well, but stuff like uh, Blues Brothers or uh, Animal House or, um, you know, like, I don't yeah. know, I guess those type of comedies, I think they age better. Like Ghostbusters? I mean, these... Yeah, Ghostbusters like, is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is like a whole other level of comedy, yeah, though. That's true. That is like what, what one of the most serious well, supernatural... Yeah, I mean, it's just taking like that night. It's like taking that that like nineteen forties like two bumbling ghost hunter guys with a net in a haunted house, yeah. but like making it into a serious serious. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like there's no such thing as a stupid idea. If you treat everything serious, everything's a good idea. It's just it's in the hands. It's in the hands of who 
who has the correct vision for it. So it's yeah. Trey Parker's vision of the Alfred, or what is it, Al, Albert, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred Packer. Packer story? The correct vision, or the best vision. Well, I think it's hilarious, but I've always been, I've always loved Monty Python. I'm like, if it's goofy, if it does, if I, That's if it's weird too, because I like some of their stuff. You know, like uh, Holy Grail. I but do like you that. like it because you saw that as a kid? Probably. And you brought that. Yeah, but with that you? Might, yeah, that might be it. I, when I saw it, I was younger. When I saw it, yeah. like all of these things, I saw Airplane when right. I was a kid. I thought that was hilarious. Naked Gun when I was younger. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. So you only yeah, like, like I never saw Airplane as a as a as a kid, but I saw it as an adult because I'm like, hey, this movie's like one of the greatest comedies. So I got to see Airplane, and I'm like. Yeah, but a lot of the references in that were like specific to like that time. I mean, well, that's another type of comedy commercials where commercials and movies and all pop culture stuff that was like you know big at that. All the airport movies. And I movies. think a lot of people just don't like that type of like just complete off silliness. Center, yeah, complete silliness. Well, because I guess here's what it feels like to me. It's like <clears throat> it's kind of like it feels like somebody sat around and everybody was like, you know, getting drunk and they were at a party or something and they're like, this would be great if we did this. And then they kind of just went out and did it. And it was like, that guy's hat doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter that it doesn't fit. It, that'll be funny, you know? And it's like we can get away with, like, the the amateurish level instead of, like, making a well-crafted movie. It's like this will just be part of the joke, that it'll be bad. And therefore, but to funny. a certain degree, I do like the really crazy, offlandish, like weird. Like I love Archer. Um, I don't know. Have you seen Archer? Oh yeah, yes. Archer's genius. Okay, Same so thing I, love, as I love Archer, Frisky Dingo, Frisky Dingo so, uh, Sea Lamb Twenty. That was terrible. Sea Lamb Twenty Twenty One. Okay, so like. So you like crazy cartoons? They're all Sea Lamb Twenty Twenty One. And Frisky Dingo and Archer are all made by the same guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that guy is a genius. Because like, he makes you double over and cry. He does. Like, I find Archer hilarious. That show's, like, brilliant. And, like, Frisky Dingo's just crazy awesome. Frisky Dingo's the best thing in the world. And, uh, <laughs> awesome X. 2021 is, like, so it's not so much the brand of comedy; it's more like the writers. Is it production value for anybody? <laughs> production value? <laughs> Does production value kill you in comedies? Well, it just seems like certain movie or certain comedy, you know, t- taps into certain people's sensibilities more than others. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, like I just South Park used to do it for me, and it really doesn't do it for me anymore. I mean, I guess his, you know, even watching it right now, it's just kind of like. Like, I see it, you know, and, like, the like I think the one joke that kind of made me kind of laugh the most was probably, like, uh, when the dude was dead. Okay, so he's, he stuck him, he stuck him with the... Oh, the cleaver. The cleaver. Oh, and Cannibal the Musical. Yeah, and Cannibal the Musical. He stuck him with the cleaver, and then he stuck him with the thing, and then he stuck... The thing. <laughs> okay, so he's chained <laughs> up against the wall, and then he's, like, he goes up to him, you know... And then he like backs away, and there's a music sting, and he kind of goes up uh-huh. like that. Yeah. I found funny for some other. Yeah, I mean, the music, yeah. don't get me wrong; it's not without comedy. I mean, there's well, it, like you it, know it, stuff that I did find funny, but I'm just saying. Overall, like overall, I would say that movie is that's it's not their best stuff. For the wacky and silly out there, it is a laugh a minute riot of joy 
there, there are I was holding back there. the laughter just to make sure everybody got to hear all the jokes because uh, I will uh, laugh at that movie. Saying, like, it was not like a laugh riot. I will. I, to me, it is a laugh <laughs> riot. Everything from making up a word spedoinkel to yeah. the lyric of "My heart's as full as a as a <laughs> my my heart yeah my heart's as full as a as a." Uh, in comedy, <laughs> it's a lot like in horror. The comedy, I think that it, the jokes that I like the most are the ones that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And actually, Quentin Tarantino is like really good at that kind of stuff because you like in his movies they're hilarious. Yeah, a it's lot, just dialogue. But it's like because all of a sudden you end up in a joke that you didn't. You know, it's like he rap, he somehow <coughs> led you down this trap, and, and then it's like, bam, it's a joke, and you're like. Wait, it's been a joke for like five minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Especially <laughs> in his uh, four rooms. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, all, all that is well, is a the greatest setup. punchline of all time. The, yeah, yeah, the greatest punchline. It's like a whole. I mean, the short film is just for one second of <laughs> not turning the light or not lighting the lighter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. you know, that's brilliant. But that's all. You know, same thing with like you know with Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino and Woody Allen. They're all their comedy is just people talking, people talking. That's all it is. You know, not a lot comes from anything. Not a lot of you know some situate some situational comedy, but not a lot. You know, most is just normal people talking, having quip whips at each other, and you know, like you said, getting into like deep deep stories that have some sort of weird convoluted point at the yeah, end that yeah, somehow yeah. relates. Yeah. It's like it's almost like a stand-up act in some way that you know yeah. you have to like lay you know you got to like put all this work and that is like any monologuing really the, even if yeah. you have a serious story yeah. like oh, I'm sorry I just watched Dark Knight Rises and uh, you know if you want to edit out later I don't care but uh, Michael Caine I'm so sick of Chris Nolan and his brothers like a man could be something better he could be something different a man <laughs> could be more he could be you know it's just like, oh my god, those speeches get so after three movies of uh, of of his weird, you know, sometimes the doctor throws something back. So it's like it's just too po- it's, it's too poetic for like a real person talking. It's like that's what I get out of a movie. It's like way to go, like you know, started snapping your fingers at the poetry of Alfred, you know. And then what's really funny is in three movies he builds him up with all this like man is an icon speeches. And then in the end of the movie, he's always like, I'm not going to bury another Wayne, you know? <laughs> Makes him feel all bad for being Batman, but that's all I had to say about monologuing. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point about that character. Something better. He does. He, you know, every time that in the first two when uh, Bruce Wayne wanted to quit being Batman, he's got that in- inspiring speech that brings him back. And then at the end, he's like, well, he's he still wanted him to be Batman again in, in this one, I think. Only at the beginning, and then at the end, he's like, I think it's how you want to end. I don't know. Yeah, because he got the idea that he was getting back into it just because he had a death wish, you know, just kind of... Yeah, but it's like... He needs to get his game back, his chi. Convoluted character. And date Anne Hathaway, and then he would be a fine Batman. He's got, he gives the speech to Bruce Wayne this, that uh, Ben Affleck. So far out there. Ben Affleck gave <laughs> I think we were on a good. We were on a really good comedy talk. And we were getting too off. Well, I just wanted to talk about monologue. <laughs> no, this the is monologue. <laughs> this is important though, because the, the speech that Alfred gives in Dark Knight Rises is the same exact speech that Matt or Ben Affleck gives to Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. 
when he's like, I would love to come to your door, knock on your door one day, and you're not there, you know, because... Oh, like, yeah. That's funny. He's like, you're above all this. You're... Well, it's not quite the same. But... No, no, it totally is the same. Because in the end, he's like, oh, I want to see you at the... There again, oh, thank you. Point. <laughs> I don't think anyone's backing me up on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get that. I just thought we had a, we had a strong conversation of comedy. Uh, I comedy. It was well, my okay. fault. So, <laughs> I brought up Batman. Yeah. It was my fault. Some monologuing. Three D. What? No. Three D comedy. What would be the first three D comedy? Beowulf was mentioned in the movie. <laughs> That's true. And Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. They, they mentioned Beowulf. Beowulf. Yeah. And let's make a snowman. Yeah. It was one of the name choices for making but a so man. Colin said something interesting about comedy, how it, like, at least movies that are comedies, how it's kind of like certain films are like a stand-up comedian, you know, like crafting this, these jokes and this comedy. And, like, so, Colin and Tom, you guys don't, didn't really care for this movie that much, and maybe it's just not your brand of comedy, you know? I mean... I think that's what it is. It yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not against the laughter. <laughs> right. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> that one just kind of was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, yeah, I like Shaun of the Dead. That was a fun movie. Shaun of the Dead. That's what's important. I'm trying to find out what comedies you like. Well, I figured out the comedies that I related, right? Or, well, that's or kinda, murder related. Well, that's that's how or, you get me to watch them, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they got zombies. Okay, that's the only reason and I thought I could bring this on. Uh, I'm like, he's a cannibal. There's, <laughs> I'm like, where's two, the cannibalism? They die they in the beginning up, and yeah. the end, so there's plenty of <laughs> I know, little like, gore scenes. Halfway through the movie, when it felt three hours long, I was like. Travis has suckered me into this, saying it was a horror movie, and it's not I at all. I did not say it was not a horror at movie all. at all. It's called Cannibal <laughs> the Musical. That doesn't hide anything about the movie. Bait switch. Yeah. All right, Colin. It's still I, a I black comedy. Is, I haven't seen uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, which is supposedly a horror com- musical. Yes. Horror comedy musical? Yeah, yeah. How many other horror comedy musicals are there? Well, it's Repo's not really a comedy. Yeah, it's just—it's really like a horror sci-fi musical, opera. Are there any other Gore. that fall under this category? What's one about the yeah. butcher, the uh, shaver? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, macabre. Macabre comedy or musical? Yeah. And I guess if you yeah, want, I did not like Sweeney Todd. Really? So you don't like musicals, or you don't like horror horror musicals? I don't hate musicals. I mean, I enjoyed uh, Rock of Ages. I enjoy Sound of Music. I love Sound of Music. I enjoy Chicago. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Moulin Rouge is good, but I hate the musicals that just use pre-written songs. I just, that's Lazy Man's musical. Yeah, but I mean, I just saw Rock of Ages not too long ago. I mean, it's it's not... The way that they put them together required some work. Yeah, I just yeah. gotta tell you, it's I was not... embarrassed for Alec Baldwin in the first ten minutes of that movie when he was singing "I Love Rock and Roll." With... <laughs> I had to turn the movie off. I was like, I can't watch this. I can't do it. That, that, that to was, me was embarrassing. Awesome. Like Paul Giamatti, like singing rock ballads. Yeah, well, yeah, how do you yeah, say yeah. they took rock ballads and they gleed them out? They like made it a High School Musical of rock and roll. Yeah, I thought it wasn't rock. It was like it was. <laughs> there was no metal. It is the rock. Yeah. Ages. 
But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it's there was there was more work going on there than just you know like copy and pasting like music together, uh, and even with Moulin Rouge, I think that was. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Music, copy and paste. Yeah. Pretty copy and paste. You just take. I like this guy's song, and at least Moulin Rouge had a good story to back it up, and had you know had stuff to, but still, yeah. If you don't write your own original music, what are you? You're just. Then know. you just hope that your music's actually like catchy, good enough. Yeah, it's like you want to. You're guarantee. You're trying to guarantee the soundtrack sales or something like that. It's like a cheap way to like. They're What's gonna right? love it if. They already love this Madonna <laughs> song. Yeah, you know. Well, like, Trey Parker has definitely improved, I guess. I mean, if if you know the quality of his songwriting, because it looks like he wrote everything. Yeah, that. yeah. And he writes, he wrote everything, everything in South Park. He yeah, wrote okay. everything from South Park. Yeah, because those are more musical. Team America. I it's mean, almost like comedy was too. a second to him. It's like doing the Book of Mormon. Is like oh, it seems like almost that was like it? his goal. Yeah. He got into comedy, whereas doing the stage musical would have been his main goal. He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, when Book of Mormon came out. Jimmy Fallon actually tracked down this tape Trey Parker made with some guy in high school a funny song. So, I mean, he'd been doing this way before he even thought about, mm -hmm. you know, getting into making a TV show and stuff like that. So comedy said, happened as a make secondary. A musical, and it's going to be about a cannibal. Cannibal. And that was yeah, the I mean, the, the, the songs in, in Cannibal Musical, some of them were pretty. I mean, I, I mean, I can't remember any of them right now. Oh. I mean, the way that right, after I came oh, out of Team America, you know, I remember. Hang the best. You know, I'm going to build a snowman. It was kind of funny. Day. Have a Spadoinkle Day, the opening. Spadoinkle. Spadoinkle, the magical word of Cannibal the Musical that can mean exhilaration, <laughs> excitement, uh, <laughs> pain, I mean, or... <laughs> the thing I guess Spadoinkle. I didn't like about Cannibal the Musical is just, like, everything else. Like, the music stuff was pretty good. It was just, like, all these other cheap... Cheap is a good word. It does. It feels very cheap. It feels like it's somebody. So it's just production value like, that well, gets in the way. Maybe, it's more, maybe. Because well, I think well, it has not just not just, but like there. Because obviously, like when you're going out to make a, mu a movie like this, like there's you know, because I was looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of like setup that took place. I mean, a lot of you know planning that went into setting that up. So obviously, it's a passion project that you want to you know get off the ground. And you're scrounging together cash to make it. So I mean. In that regard, you know, more power to you. They made this thing that you were, you know, clearly passionate about. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like it does come off kind of like uh, you're watching somebody's, you know, I don't know, like home movie or something. We shot this out but in the But isn't everybody's, for... like, first independent? I mean, really? Well, that's why I guess really? I was curious what he'd done before this or if this was just like, <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's just, well, just a lot of the jokes are cheap and then just, like, I want to make sure our listeners do not take that seriously. <laughs> Those are not cheap jokes. Like, uh, like I sort of got the best joke in the whole movie. <laughs> what to me is uh, the character, the one character. Man, is cheap jokes. Why are the Indians? The Indians Japanese? Because that's funny. Yeah, you're, not, you're thinking about what? it. Why are you thinking about? Because they're obviously it makes no they're, sense. They're, no, it does make the sense. They're obviously is. not Indians. Right. That's the joke. They're obviously not Indians. That's funny. And the whole I mean, they could have been anything. 
It could have been. It could have been yeah. black guys saying they're in. I mean, that's funny. And it would have been as funny. Plus that they're speaking Japanese, and the guy's got a samurai sword, and they're talking about how they're you Indians. That is funny. <laughs> See, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. These are, there to are me, this is like. that kind of ridiculousness, like, actually works, but this was just like. I think this works. Like, <laughs> that works. They have TP. Yeah. Lots like of TP. that TV. weird thing with, like, comedy where, like. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not funny. I mean, you found it funny, right? Oh, I mean, it's so hilarious. It, so it works. It's hilarious. I'm saying it didn't work on me. It's but the choice it's, of my journey. Yeah, it's <laughs> that one weird thing where, like, you know, it's a comedic taste. It's like either you do Co- yeah, like comedy, that. Comedy, comedy, yeah, yeah, comedy, yeah. Comedy, yeah. comedy <laughs> and horror. Comedy and horror are the most subjective, hardest to make movies. And anybody can make the I love you, I can't get over you movie. Or the big action, I gotta get you and I'm gonna get you now. But to make a funny movie and to make a scary movie is the hardest thing in the world. But those are like the two most looked down upon genres in film. They're the easiest to sell. And that's why your independent movie should either be horror or comedy. It It sells itself. Yeah, Yeah, people are looking for it. Either one of those. It's like, it's a funny movie. Okay. Sweet. Or it's it's a scary movie. You know? It doesn't matter who's in it. Yeah. Also, big, like, because you can say, like, you can say, oh, man. I gotta go see, you gotta see Cannibal the Musical, because that movie is fucking hilarious. And so, like, alright, Well, I'll, dude, I mean, like, I'll, I'll go, okay, there's four of us, and three of you have seen that movie prior to tonight. You know, I'm the only one, hold on, so, clearly, it was a movie that somebody said, dude, yes, you guys. Yes, exactly. Because it's, yes. it's a cult classic. It uh, Randy said, hey, dude, this movie's fucking hilarious, you gotta see it. So I sat down and watched it. I'm like, <laughs> for, I think for him, the reason he found it funny was because, uh, um, you know, the Christmas Eve story at the truck stop. You know, like him and a group of friends went and went to uh, Petro. Randy? Yeah. Okay, so on Christmas Eve, they went on Christmas Eve night, and they went to Petro, a truck stop, a dirty old truck stop. There's a theater and what? it was showing Cannibal the Musical oh, wow. on Christmas Eve. Where the hell is this? In Rochelle. Wow. So Randy was getting the experience. So like, for Randy... A truck stop with a movie theater in it. So for Randy, I think the reason holds a place in his heart and it's funny to him is because the experience of him and a group of friends watching Cannibal and seeing this outrageous... Were they drunk? Uh, yeah, I don't stoned. Know. Something. I don't know. I wasn't there. Are all comedies better if you're drunk and stoned? Probably. Well, Isn't no, life I think... better <laughs> when you're drunk or stoned? I think, I, think, I think Tom really, you know, I think you nailed it right there. With It's the experience of, like, these, you know, group of friends going out and the experience of going out to this gas station to some rinky-dink theater I assume, and, and they, had to, they had to sneak in because it was truckers only, you know. And, yeah, and, you know, I, mean, I would have been totally afraid to sneak into a truckers only. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna see in there? Truckers only. Wow. We're masturbating. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> you ain't no trucker. I mean, it's a truckers only movie theater. Uh, Christmas Eve, they're showing a movie called Cannibal the Musical. I mean, you know, don't <laughs> oh, it's all we're And Randy's for. like, that's where I want to be. There's exactly. a lot of snow in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, balls. you know, one thing I like about this movie. I think it does a good job. Yeah, maybe, ah, cheap cowboy, funny, blah, 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 blah. But I think once they really start, like, starving and it turns into that cannibal part of the movie, I think they do a really good job at building that tension between them and, uh, and no. 
Totally. 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 I, I forget the character, but I just like the guy that starts out with the bad attitude. He's like, my favorite joke was when he's like, Packers the guide, you know, taking him to Breckenridge. And he's like, they stop at the at the store, and he says, oh, great, now he needs a fucking map. <laughs> Packers over looking through the maps, trying to figure out his way. And every, the, the map gag's great. Because they're never even close to going to Breckenridge. Yeah, never right. ever close to going to Breckenridge. Like, I think it's just right up here, <laughs> right across this hill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's not a fun podcast. <clears throat> huh? I said this is not a fun podcast. We're, we're doing good. We just gotta, I don't know. Where's the passion? We've been drained by these guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> these guys drained the fun out of the room. Oh. There was much laughter from the back row of the theater. You know, I, I need a beer. <laughs> I, I can get you another beer. Thank you, sir. Well, what else do we have to say about Cannibal the Musical before final thoughts on Cannibal the Musical? Round I'm, table. I'm done with Cannibal. Well, no. <laughs> it's the best fucking movie. See, it is hilarious. <laughs> Laugh a fucking minute. I can name 50,000 reasons why that is funny. But I'll let you... Decide. No, no, no. 50, 50 I'm a, I'm a okay, the one character is always talking about wanting to have sex, wanting to have sex, wanting to have sex, and then they're so hungry, and they see that lamb, and they're like, oh, and he starts on doing his belt, and they're like, no, to eat. He's like, I know, I'm going to take a piss. That's hilarious. That is fucking funny. It's that, actually that. more funny when you're telling it than it was watching. Because you weren't thinking about it. You were so, like, tuned off that this isn't a laugh for a minute, that you weren't thinking no, about the No, it wasn't. I was, like, totally just the watching The layers, the people. The layers yeah, of comedy. There was no layers. They, yeah, they, the they, they put it was operating a, on the most base They drop No, they don't. They drop a seed in the beginning, and it, and it flowers towards the middle or end. Seriously. It was a joke grenade. They threw it. It took its time and then went on. It was a fucking Joe Cluster grenade. It was a guy named Claymore Bob. Hilarious. And what's funny about that, that like the uh the uh the lamb at the uh mountain before the Cyclops, that's from the Homer's Odyssey. That sheep that <laughs> sheep are outside of the cave uh yeah, and he was of reading, the reading the Odyssey too. I think one of the guys had the book. <laughs> yep. And the the Cyclops eye squirting. The, you looking at my ah, yeah I didn't get that what, what was that about it was just pus and shit from having an infected crazy wound hey he's not he's not really a cyclops he's you looking at my eye hey it's good to be that's the also funny it's good to see some southern boys uh and the guy goes uh no he goes uh he goes what does he say damn it Oh, the guy I like, the guy just says, Chuck a dang dar. <laughs> that's, that's him pretending to be a guy from the South is saying, Chucky dang dar. <laughs> that's comedy gold. Yeah. Chuck, no, he's just now he's got here. <laughs> Chucky dang dar. I'd like to know the ending uh, of the song, like, that they didn't know the ending of the song. So he's like, you boys are Yankees. <laughs> I wish I were in the land of cotton. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, oh, what was the song? Yeah, I knew what the end was. It's, uh, way, the, way Dixieland. Dixieland, yeah. Way, Dixieland. You stupid yank. Oh, so you're supposed to yell Dixieland at yeah. the end. Okay. <laughs>
You yank! <laughs> you stupid yank! You ever see that uh, in the Outlaw Josie Wells? I was going to bring that over so you could borrow. There's a guy that takes people a ferry across the river, and whatever like soldier he sees coming, he'll start singing that song to, to try to bring you know, That way he gets on the good side of whatever yeah. troop, and that's hilarious. I should have brought that over. That I wanted to good. prove how epic, that, epic of a western that was. Epic western. Probably my favorite. Alright, so you gotta get to 50. We're at like two, I mean, three, maybe. When was uh, the first time you saw this movie? I saw this movie when, oh man, I was probably, well, it was right when I was like, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15 when I was really piling through like every horror movie I could possibly find, and it was on the shelves of the horror movie section, and I was like, this is not a fucking horror, it can't be a horror movie. I just had, and I was aware of South Park, I was aware, you know. I didn't know Trey Parker or Matt Stone by name, necessarily. Uh, and, uh, you know, me and my buddy, we rented it just to, you know, when you're doing the horror movie, you got to rent the crap to find out what's good or not. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, to our surprise, we're like, this is freaking hilarious. Huh. I would even go as far to say that even the music in it, I think, is right up there with, like, the South Park music. I haven't seen... Wait, wait, what are you saying? South Park the show or the movie? South Park the movie. Like, even the song... (laughs) about Team America? Team Team America's got some good songs in it. I mean, I think that's good. I mean, just Pearl Harbor sucks a little bit more than I miss you. Yeah, the fact that I can... (laughs) I guess that's maybe what I I hold the bar... This is maybe retarded. I'm not, like, a big, you know, music person, whatever. So I say... I like it or think that it's good music if I remember it later, if it's an earworm that, you know, it's like I can't get it out of my head later. And, like, Team America and South Park, the movie, had those catchy, memorable songs. You know, oh, you'll catchy. remember Hang the Bastard, Hang the I don't think so. Oh, you will. Only because you're going to be going around singing, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that first song. The first know, song. How does that song from Doinkle Day? The air is pure as a baked potato. I think I know <laughs> precisely what I mean. <laughs> and maybe Matt Stone's best character ever. Oh, yeah, Matt Stone's hilarious in that damn movie. Matt Stone's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, are there any more rivers? No, just the Colorado. Oh, no, Colorado. just the Colorado. Are there any more big rivers on our way to Breckenridge? Oh, no, just the Colorado. <laughs> and Matt Stone's like, just the fucking Colorado <laughs> River. That's the biggest <laughs> fucking river I've ever seen. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he washes his... Uh, at least, yeah, he's, oh, I love the, uh, he's, uh, he goes, oh, well, this trick can't get any worse when he gets caught in the bear trap. He goes, at least you didn't get your head caught in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. How would he have got his head caught in that thing? That's comedy gold. <laughs> where, where the hell did Cartman come from? He was the like, cat. <laughs> it was the cat was? singing. Oh. There was a little black cat. Oh. And you're to I only heard the voice. And you're like, only to black? assume that black cat's the one that comes by and reminds them of the, your dude. You're doomed, guys. Because there, there was a part of the song, and, like, you're like, you hear the song, and then, like, <laughs> when they walk into town, you hear Cartman's voice singing the last verse of that song. You're like... <laughs> yeah, there's a little... That's the whole thing. Cannibal the Musical requires multiple <laughs> viewings. Because when something is happening on the screen, everybody's making, like, their own individual face or reaction to everything. It's like that movie is rewatchable on multiple levels. That's why I said layers. Layers of comedy gold. Seeds planted. Layered, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, there's got to be no doubt that it is a cult classic. Because, I mean, you know, just based on the fact that everybody seems classic. to... What? 
I would not say it's a cult classic. A cult classic, meaning it's, it has a following. It's defined as a cult classic. It's a, it a sizable a following. following. Yeah. Dude, I mean... Here we are. Two out of four people agree. Cult classic. Uh, Cannibal the Musical is the best thing it. in the world. I'm per- I am... W- I mean, I've been well aware of it for like 20 years. Alright, okay, alright, alright. I've never a... actually seen it. It seems like everybody you talk to knows about it, probably because of their, you know, subsequent uh, fame with South Park. For yeah, sure. Like Thanos, Hands of Fate kind of cult following. I would think more people more recognize people. Cannibal the Musical than Man Because comedy, movie. just relate, more people can relate to comedy than just... Yeah, because Man of the Hands of Fate is just an awful, awful, awful movie. I mean, that's <laughs> why it's and funny, that's why I is because it's so awful you can't believe anybody could have made it. That yeah. is, and it's like, yeah, like yeah, before when you're talking about how Cannibal the Musical has it, like this low, like oh, this is like just like the cheapest you could ever go. But think about that. Think about what we just what you just said. Man of the Hands is the worst, yeah. and these guys, their first movie, they're already to this level. Of being able to make a cohesive story. I mean, anybody. Oh, yeah, really yeah. Good. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I, I mean, mean, paced a little yeah, slow, but still that. paced, you yeah. know? No, but I would give them credit for that, I mean, for actually pulling it off. I mean, they're at about, like, a Toxic Avenger kind of level. I mean, this got like, them the rest of their careers, right? Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, well, that's what it does, right? That's what those kind of things do. They're the setup to... But I don't think that's, like, an excuse of why it is good. I think it's good because it's just damn good. I think this is better than Orgasmo. It's way better than Basketball, which they didn't even write Basketball. They were just kind of the faces of it to sell the movie, you know? I'm sure they had, like, you know, once they get on set, I'm sure they had some little whatever, but... Mm. Well, I think I like it's a com- it's, it's comedy that does reach a larger audience than what your regular independent comedy is going to do. It's like they've tapped into that, you know, like they're clearly with South Park they have, but like you can see those seeds being planted and even blossoming in Cannibal the Musical, like actual like funny, funny stuff. And it's one of it's, it. It almost started like that. Not started, but you could see that kind of, I don't know what to call it, like, uh, you know, just that weird comedy that came out of Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, South Park, uh, Family Guy, American Dad, uh, Tim and Eric, I mean, fucking Tim and Eric Awesome, so, I mean, that fucking show is like, Almost on the board of nonsense, but a lot of people fucking love it. I and love some people. Some, some people don't find that funny. Yeah, and I there absolutely are. Love there's a, it's that's the thing. It's that there's a weird like. What do you call it? Do you just call it like cult comedy, or do you call that a non? Uh, For me, it's the editing. I don't know. Like they do weird but, editing things. But. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where they're making fun of how bad they are, but they're making it bad on purpose. Yeah. You know, they're, it's like they're messing up on purpose to make you think it's bad, and that's their joke. So it's like post, uh, post-modern comedy or ironic you know, comedy? Where yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, it's like ironic comedy. See, maybe that's what, maybe I don't like that either. Oh, well, there's two, two types of comedies I've determined I don't like. One is the movie that isn't really a movie. It's like a parody of itself, where it's like, we just got these four guys who are all stand-up comedians together, to goof off like for two up hours, or something. Uh, <laughs> like saw the watch. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where it's like they they stop the movie so they can do a joke with. Uh, See, you know. I find that funny. 
And it's like, we're just going to do it. I, like, I do Austin Powers did some that's of that like stuff, too. It's like, we're just going to stop and we're going to laugh for five minutes because well, it's going to get painful. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like not a movie. It's not a real movie. You know what I mean? But that's that That's that fourth wall of the, yeah. the, you know, that I'm always talking about with Naked Gun, Hot Shot. There's that fourth wall thing where anything can happen. Nothing's off limits. They do, like, almost take, they put more time into, uh into uh, improv and let the actors just yeah, go yeah, at it. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you can tell when a movie uses That's, too much. Yeah. And you can just tell, like... I think they don't like know when Jonah, to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jonah Hill in The Watch when he's doing that whole look at my face yeah. and like blah, 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 blah. That was nonsense. Yeah. Or when he did the mom thing where he like... Yeah. Shut your face yeah, like, all that stuff. That's nonsense. Yeah, that is exactly my point. I, I, I but guess this stuff... I see through that <laughs> to the point where it's like, this is not a movie. I'm, I'm out of the, whatever's going on and now it's like I'm just watching these guys fuck around. So that's one type, and what was the other type? Well, sometimes that's like, cause sometimes like Anchorman. I mean, Anchorman. I think Anchorman is a genius oh, movie, that and that's what funny. it's built on. Yeah, it's built on that improv. Sometimes it works, sometimes yeah, don't it know. don't. Yeah, you're right. You know, it depends well, it, on how it, funny it, the people it, are. It depends on like, I mean, Vince Vaughn is like Vince Vaughn needs to be reined in. You know, like sometimes he's, he's pretty funny, but if you let him. Do <laughs> It's 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 too much. If you, but if you just rein him in a little bit, he can be pretty funny. Um, Paul Blart's kind of the same way. Yeah. And the guy that played uh, what's his Kevin James. Kevin James. I think uh, Paul so Blart. Paul Rudd is definitely like an improv improv guy. They, yeah, but it's all like, those type entire, of movies. That entire uh, group of yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, which I do, that, I, you know, I do like it sometimes. I think sometimes a lot of times it does add some good jokes. Because well, yeah, it's, I mean, I liked whatever some of the first. I mean, the Judd Apatow stuff. I mean, I liked. I saw Knocked Up. I liked it. I don't remember laughing out loud. You see, everyone, I love you, or I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. It's really good. Yeah. Paul Rudd, Jason Segel. Uh, Jason Segel's pretty funny. Jason Segel's really funny. I may have Except seen not on his sitcom. What is that? How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. I bet he doesn't write show. it. That show is dog shit. Oh, <laughs> shut your mouth. He did it is. Dude, it's a war now. Tom, you just like it because it's, it's syndicated, so you Dude. have to watch it every day. <laughs> I will war you, man. No, I no, watched this no, no, show. No, 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 no. That, that show is garbage. Dude. No. no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I would say I'll any like on this one. any three sets. Six wow. Why? Is wait, why is How I Met Your Mother garbage? Fantastic. Okay, fantastic. How I Met Your Mother is fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. It's got Jason Segel. He's funny. Everybody yeah. knows is he the funny? show. Just is he funny? Tell us why. Jason Segel's very funny. He's the writer of the Muppets. He wrote Forgetting Sarah Marshall and. Uh, uh, get him to the green. I liked uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. But anyway, he, uh, he's on the show, he's right? He's funny. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Why is it awesome? Doogie Go. Doogie Hauser, okay? It's, it's it doesn't like, make it awesome just because he's on it. He's well, Neil Patrick Harris has Neil a new, Patrick like, comedy lifestyle. Is like he is playing essentially the character that he plays on. Uh, like the Harold Kumar Harold, stuff. Yeah, the Harold like, Kumar. That, that, like, that movie gave him, like, new life. But, well, I think Dr. Horrible got him in Harold and Kumar, which gave him new life. Right. You know, he's showing that weird and his, new his, like, side like, of blog. him. I mean, okay, granted, the main character of How I Met Your Mother, like, what the show's all about, like, him? Oh, uh, what's his name? I don't know that actor. Uh, TV actor. He's not very funny. TV actor with black hair. Okay. 
But the <laughs> Nick, like him as an actor is not very funny. But his voice, like, because it's like he's an adult talking. And so Bob Saget's playing the adult version. Bob Saget's pretty funny. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Like his voice is totally different. It's Bob Saget's voice. Like my, I'm, I'm guessing my voice is gonna be the same in 20 years. Like <laughs> now. I don't know. I, Wait, that, you're saying that, you're saying they could have just cast a Japanese guy to play? I mean, since it's funny when Japanese guys just show up. That's hilarious when a Japanese yeah. guy comes yeah. and so says he's Indian just because he has TV and there's people yeah. practicing karate. I mean, yeah. that's funny. I'm talking about your mother's funny show. I'm laughing right Like late 20 somethings, 30 somethings, just living their lives. And how, about, like, how many laughs per half hour? Go. How many are sexually related? Because that's what I hate about sitcoms. No. All it is is like she wanted to do you. <laughs> no, I did her. They're not all about sex. Just Everything by Chuck Lorre is about sex. All Chuck Lorre production. Even it's, like everybody's it's like. It's not Chuck Lorre joint. Is it not? No. Everybody's like Travis. You need to watch the Big Bang Theory because it's all about comic books and blah oh. blah 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 blah. But all it is is about geeks and sex. I mean, it's all it's about. That's because that's fun. <laughs> geeks don't have sex. So why is geeks how I met your mother <laughs> awful? I did too. something 30 something people live in you know i mean oh they're big city hoo-hahs yeah i lived in chicago it was never like that it was you were lucky to have like but are you a trendy like cool guy (laughs) well i was in my you know mid-20s going to college i would well early 20s even but it's just like it's so far out there like you know and the the whole i've never been a huxtable either i thought that was fun yeah, but you can relate to that because that's a family. Uh, I mean, everybody like can relate to the Huxley. Like just uh, <laughs> the other night, actually, you can edit this out because we're gonna, I'm going to talk about a different radio show for a second. Travis just wants to edit quite a bit of the podcast. I've because I like talking. Suppression. We will I talk about because I don't want to talk about. There was a producer. The, pro, the producer. The producer of Cheers and the Bill Cosby Show was on a radio show last night, listening to him talk a little bit. He talked about how Bill Cosby, the Cosby Show, for some reason, just like. I mean, everyone from women and children, black and white. I mean, it's just something that absolutely yeah, everybody related to. Yeah, that was the number one show on yeah. TV for a while. Then Roseanne became out right after that. And then it was like, how did we, what, <laughs> you know, because it was the Huxtables were like, you know, living in a mansion or a penthouse and Roseanne Doctors. was like, yeah, I know, but it was like affluency, right? Yeah. And Roseanne was like the, uh, you know. But the yeah, family the values low. were the same. Yeah. yeah that's why I always liked Roseanne. Yeah, no, Roseanne yeah, yeah, was a yeah. more grounded show than any almost any sitcom yeah. that's ever been made. Yeah. Just well, I think more it, realistic. I think there are more people that could probably relate to For sure. Roseanne. Yeah. They dressed badly. They, you know, they had that one chicken print on, like, sweaters, T-shirts, aprons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like the fact that Doogie Howser's like a date rapist. In the uh, how like, you don't like, like that they're pushing sex on our children. You I love like his that? character. <laughs> I, I love his character in Harold and Kumar. I think that's hilarious. I know what they're doing. I get it. But 
in uh, How I Met Your Mother, he's just like this, you know, playboy, high five that can get away with anything and it's cool. And it's like, it's something that, not to get on my soapbox, but it's something that, like, our society doesn't need any more of. It's like, well, you know what? We also, like, this is the opposite side of the spectrum. Ever since even the honeymooners, all men are treated like idiots. All their plans fuck up. All the women are smart. So sometimes I like a character that is a cocky male that is empowered because well, I, that's something we're starting to kind of, like, lose sight of on TV. I think, I think, I think, like... Because wa- I've watched almost every episode of that show. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, so, like, I've seen, I know that character's story arc, and I know every episode of that character. So, him being portrayed as a womanizing, I mean, like, the, the group knows that he's a womanizing man, or they know that he's, you know, kind of a loser in, in such a way, but, like, they acknowledge that every group of friends has... He's a stereotype. He's a stereotype. Yeah. And he's meant there to inject fun and excitement into that group. So maybe I'm taking it too seriously. I mean, it it, it is literally a stereotype for it. I mean, it's... I also think the writing's not that smart. I mean, it's like, it's it's dumbing it down for the lowest common denominator. And it's, it's making me feel like they don't respect me as a viewer. They don't respect you as a viewer <laughs> at all. They absolutely do not. No, I, I agree with that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like that show. There's something about that, you know. I mean, I'm cool with it. With like Seinfeld was fine. Seinfeld is like oh. the best comedy like ever made. Really, it's the best comedy. That was a funny was, show. It was the best one ever ever made. I was cooler with it with Friends. You know, I mean, like this. 30-something, everybody was a loser in that show. They all had to have roommates at, like, you know, they're all in their mid-30s. They're, like, spoiled people. See, to me, any sort of three-set sitcom, the stories are just regurgitated from the 70s. I mean, everything's always got, yeah, yeah. it's just the same thing over and over again. Like, Roseanne was, like, rehashing the Cosby show. Cosby show was rehashing, like... uh, Roseanne, I don't know if Roseanne was rehashing the Cosby show. Well, I mean, you know what are you saying? Like life lessons learned or whatever. Life, family. life lessons. Just every show, learned. though. Every single show is that. Here's your moral center. Here's yeah. your what yeah. like, But like Seinfeld comes along and Seinfeld changes the format, like completely. All right. Yeah. Seinfeld comes along and says, "We don't have to teach you moral lessons. All right. We're just going to tell you a story about everyday people and their lives." Okay. Friends also comes out on the scene, and also that changes the picture too because we don't. We just tell you about a group of 20-somethings living their lives, okay? Sex in the City falls into the same category as Friends, all right? So then, when those shows run their course, you flash forward into the 2000s. So now you have shows like... Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, so like... Best show ever. Uh, the problem with Always Sunny in Philadelphia is on it's, it's on FX, which is not a major cable network, so it's viewing audience kind of low, relatively speaking. Well, from a comedy aspect, though. From a comedy ass point, it falls into the yeah, same they show lots of, Doesn't Comedy Central Did show lots Did you just say comedy them? ass point? <laughs> from a comedy aspect, okay, it falls into the same category as, as Friends, as... Uh, it's the new Seinfeld, yeah. It's the new Seinfeld. 
Yeah. And then like, How I Met Your Mother is just, it's friends, okay? Big Bang Theory, all right? That's Where's, just uh, What about, uh, <clears throat> what's that show? Because I've noticed the trend in, like, sitcoms where, like, the I think lowest, Modern Family. Well, they took the, the Office template and they brought it to, brought it home to the family. It's the same thing, you know. It's okay, like, so, so it's taking <laughs> the Office template, but it's bringing back the family values yes. that we had before. Good point. And, and that's what the Office was lacking. Yeah. Because the Office is just like, ha, 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 here's our funny workplace. But what makes, what makes it a great comedy for the whole family is Modern Family comes along and goes, okay, we can take the Office format. We're going to give you a family scenario. But modern families, you know, 2,000 families, they ain't going to leave it to beavers anymore, you know. Now you got, like, I mean. You have, uh, you uh, have gays. You got, like, divorced, mm, remarried. Yeah. Um, they're hitting all the spectrum you know, they're, they're of a dysfunctional modern, families. Of a modern family. And, and it's comedy gold. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, it's really smart writing, too. But yeah. I think really that's all it comes down to. The things that I like about, like, the uh, the Always Sunnies and the Seinfelds and even, oh, man, there's there's a show on Showtime with William H. Macy. His family, they're just, hmm. what's the name of that show? I have no idea. I want to see it now, though. I like myself. So William California H. Macy's Cation, it. though. Californication is good. But, well, that's perverted. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is... It's just a perverted show. It is. It's but almost great. like Jerry Springer. Like, there's this comedy where, like, you're watching, like, the underbelly of society. And that's exactly, you know, like, you're watching these terrible people. Like, in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, these people are just awful. Well, do you also thing. watch Jersey Shore? I or do is not. it only better if it's dra- dramatized and not real? I don't See, get MTV that, that, and my cable. And that's what I'm free. saying. It's like... It's, it, I think it's weird how... I don't, yeah, I don't like reality. We, we find it funny now that all our humor is, like, super crude and mean, but at the same time, what are we really doing to ourselves? Because, like, you know, we really think, oh, Family Guy is really funny, and American Dad, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and, but what it all comes down to is these characters, like, are all really mean to each other, and... I think that trend is, like, everywhere just in, like, all popular cultures. Yeah. You know, right? I mean... So it was, I mean, I'm a horror nerd, right? So I see that in, like, those Texas Chainsaw on Friday the 13th remakes that they did. Like, for no reason at all, the characters were just, like, crude, mean, and just, like, you don't want to be around any of those people, yeah. you know? And I'm like, who the fuck is the audience for this? It's like, you the know? The audience is the kids. Yeah, and they well, see themselves in these characters. What, it's like, yeah, what is like my probably buddy. Probably the Drake. saddest fact of our modern society is the fact that you know, a popular show is like Honey Boo Boo, or Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, right? And that is like a number one comedy show. That is very sad. Okay, yeah. and it's a reality show. It's supposed to be a comedy show, and it is on the Learning Channel. Yeah, have you seen that? <laughs> okay? I didn't know and that. It's on the Learning <laughs> Channel, Good and it is about, like, the most white trash redneck family, and it's just a reality show. Well, for everybody that thinks we're not being brainwashed to be dumbed down, <laughs> yeah. here's, so, here's you know, a little bit of proof. You know what I think? So it's what like, it is? we're watching... I have a theory. We're watching Degenerates of Society, and, like, 
a respectable holding them up. And the Jersey Shore, too. No, no, no. It's on the the learning tree. What the idea is, the idea is the only, you feel superior to them. So they're trying to find somebody that you feel superior to. So that's uh, the Jersey Shore idiots and the uh, Honey Boo Boo. So we feel superior, we can laugh at but them. But people emulate them. They don't well, feel superior. They yeah, want but, to become oh, those dude, idiots. Dude, I remember when Beavis and Butthead first yeah, heard, I sat there sure. and said, like, that's funny because I know those kids and they're idiots. And then, like, when I would go out in public, people would talk to me about how, like, they were the coolest, you know, and everybody's trying to be Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, I think you're missing. Right. <laughs> well, I think now we have crossed that point where now life, yeah, but they life also does. Got, like, those fucking swamp people and the fucking gator people and those, like... Yeah, if you go back 10 years... But that's at, just cheap. Look at TLC. TV look show at making Discovery is all Channel. that is. That's no production. Put a camera out anywhere for an occupation. They got a new... I don't watch any occupation like show. That's stupid. people or time. Just as a network, like, their goals when they first started out and then, you know, in order to stay afloat and make money, like, they threw right. all that out the window. Yeah, it, it, the Learning Google. Channel was supposed to be all about, like... Learning. Learning and showing you educational program about the world and stuff like but that. But now they need people to actually watch so the now show. They're, they're, now they're watch the channel. So. Us, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, here comes Honey Boo Boo and, like, Swamp People and stuff like that. Like, hey, let's make fun of, like, rednecks who are trying to, like, live. I mean, like, that shows, like, these are, like, rednecks in, like, the hills and swamplands just trying to survive. Yeah, but it, and like they put I a said, camera out there, yeah. and it's comedy gold for them. Yeah, because I mean, the because only look reason at, they're different than me. I mean, well, I mean, all right. So it seems it. like that's the only you people you can let. Well, that was it. I guess. Oh, is that no. comedy? Or is that just like? <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is you it, need is, a, is that? They're I mean, the only we, people we that say ha, 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 That's anymore. so funny. But in reality, that's just sad. That's because we're a mean society. We're a cruel society. We're a, a prison yard society. That we—that's all we do—is make fun of those that are weaker. You know, we used to pride ourselves in taking care of those that are weaker than us, and now we laugh at them. We laugh at them for being poor. We laugh at them for being mentally retarded or or whatever. When we used to take care of them, you know. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not trying to get all crazy here, but, no, but that, that it really is. True, it's, yeah. it's the total truth. It's it's like the saddest thing in the world, and it's almost like we're being trained I to just, saw, uh, start not caring about each other. I saw <laughs> a photo. It was a um, Facebook meme or something. It was a picture of Shirley Temple as like number one, you know, uh, reality star or whatever, and then like next to her was Honey Boo Boo. And like, look how far we've come. Yeah, like, I, I saw that. And I, 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 I saw like, oh, that, shit. and it made me like really, really think about our society. Because like, you're right. Here's Shirley Temple. She is the number one childhood star. Look at her. She's well, because she was like, she was that, I mean, long before, obviously, the Huxtable kind of thing. Is like, this is what you can aspire to, you know? And, like, this is it's something to look up to. And then, you know, now it's like, you know, because she was, I don't know, whatever, you know, uh, you know, 
had poise and manners and you know I think that's the thing that made her something was like singer, look, yeah dancer. yeah she right. you know she's a professional singer dancer she's well mannered all this and she's like three cute you know <laughs> yeah, right? she's, three. she's yeah. like well you she's know like the Haley Joel Osment like, yeah. the Deca- Dakota Fanning yeah of the, of the and we've kind of lost that ideal now I think now yeah, now, like, we're, now, now we're your kids want to be what it is is what we think we think since there are morals and laws to society we think that doing away with those are progressive. We think that's a progressive idea that we're getting, we're, we're breaking down that wall. We don't realize that maybe sometimes those are up for a reason. Sometimes we have moral lines because once you, you know, once you change a whole mindset, you can't go back. Once you say it's okay to, to, you know, like even let's say, let's say just to go far beyond there, uh, say like even, you know, stealing things off the internet. It's like once a whole society gets used to that that's an okay thing, you've changed our moral fiber. Now somehow thievery is an okay thing, just as long as it comes from like this faceless whatever. You feel like you're not stealing from somebody that's whatever, but and, it, and it's just been that way for, I don't know, it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, yeah, I think the innocence of television, for sure, in this country has been lost. And the cynical, you know, the the cynic in everyone is like, now it's being brought to the screen. Oh, yeah. It's not seen as a powerful thing to be good or, up, up, you know, moral or whatever. It's seen as like a... You'll make as, a dollar. If you, you it know, just occurred to me, I think this is another reason why I don't like comedies. Because most comedies, it seems like, do mine that kind of aspect of the human condition. They exploit, their, it's a, from a very cynical point of view, exploit and, you know, have laughs at the expense of yeah. all these other people. Well, but it's the same thing like with horror movies, how we're always talking about horror movies, just like, you know, our well, yeah, extension yeah, yeah. of the, of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> gladiator <laughs> arena thing, yeah. as in we, if we, if we see somebody die, we feel good that we're alive. We have like some vindication that we're like, yeah, I'm better because I'm alive. You're dead. Same thing with comedy. We get, and, and I don't think it's wrong. I don't, I don't believe in a PC nice comedy. I think anything's up for grabs as long as you are having a sense of humor about it because. You know, that's, I'm sorry, it's comedy, you know, I'll laugh at a racist joke, whether it's white, black, uh, Indian. You remember uh, Eddie Murphy had a a statement about, like, whether or not a joke was in bad taste that that stuck with me, and it was like, you know, he was asked, how do you know if a joke is in bad taste, and he's like, well, if if nobody laughs, (laughs) (laughs) then you've gone too far, then it's not, you know, if it's not funny, then it's in bad taste. Yeah, so anything's up for grabs until they're like... Too soon, or that's not funny. It's not like, and that's what I find funny about like the whole uh, the uh, aristocrats joke, because I don't find it funny at all. But no. every comedian thinks it's like the best thing in the world to have, and it, all it is yeah, is but that's the joke of the aristocrats. Exactly, that's the joke of it. Yeah. And it, it does show you like what is comedy to, well, to see, certain here, people. Here's the thing I don't like about horror movies is, like, I look at the yeah, I look at like, even. It's far back as, like, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a lot of those, especially those 80s slasher movies. So they come out and they create a character that is so annoying or, you know, the 
kid in the re- kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Okay, so he, he he's <laughs> such an annoying character that you want to see him. Die. That you want to see him die, or they create these teenagers who are drinking and just sleeping around, and they're just total dirtbags. So when they die, you're like, yeah. Now that is like from a from like a societal point of view and a, and a filmmaker point of view, that's sick. I think. Well, I think that's that cynical thing. I mean, I think because if you, if I can convince you that you rooting for another human being to get killed, that is just sick. But isn't that kind of the idea behind like the slasher flick? The rules are that this person has well, to it's commit a, a sin. It's a punishment. Yeah. yeah. So that they. Get yeah, but I mean, even before yeah, you know, why like, would you in, if you look at like. Die, yeah, but if you look, I think at the at the movies of the '80s, they're still like they're not. I don't know. Maybe it was just the time that they were made or something. But like the kids don't seem as openly hostile to each other as just no. They're know, all obnoxious. Friends. Yeah, but they're they're generally likable. But, but they have like these viewer... one or two things that it's like they they commit a sin. You know, it's but like, like well, as it's, well, but as it's a... like the new kids. It's like. You know, the new batch of kids, you know, in these, again, I'm, I'm holding up the, the Platinum Dunes remakes, like, as my sample uh, group in this, but right. they're, like, so crass and obnoxious, and, like, you know, to them, you know, it's like, and they smoke, you know, pot and have to get killed for it, it's like, uh, well, but, but they did, like, gorgeous. all this other shit, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you're trying to say that that was the, the sin factor that they got punished for, it's like, I don't... I don't think that works. And I think it's more about the fact that you as the viewer, you're not part of their cool group. That's what it is. Horror movie, that's an outsider's genre, you know? You're not part of their, you know, their cool, awesome group. So, you know, yeah, there's that little fantasy in the back that, yeah, you want to see those people die. You hate people like that. Look at that guy. That guy's a jock. That guy, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, like, in the the 80s, it it was largely about, like, okay, so it's like, the people who were getting killed were like the sluts, the jocks, who were also sluts, basically. It was the the drug users and okay. And the cheerleaders. Well, the cheerleaders were the sluts. Yeah. And the poor guy that had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the black guy or something like that. Oh, the token black guy and the cripple. Yep. Right. You know, or they'll have somebody that's like, hey, whiny, oh no, you know, like, and, I mean, it's just, I mean, okay, they're stereotypes. They, they're they just a, literally a cookie cutter stereotype. They're just. No one has ever accused them of being great art. I did. I love no, them. But, I mean, the fact <laughs> it's that. It's all about the camera audience, angle. It's all about the, you know, the you fact know that you creating the suspense of like, I want to see this guy die. See, I don't know. I thought, yeah. I was, Isn't it better for us to go into a movie wanting people to die than to really want people to die? It's like it's always better to fantasize through yeah. things. Fan, there's never been anything wrong with fantasy. That's why they tell you not to pry into other people because, you know, if a guy likes some sort of weird movie, you can't judge him for the person he is based off of his entertainment. That's his fantasy, you know. The fe- That's yeah, his, but the fear, he the need fear to, that they, they seem to have with this is that, it's a, it's a, like self actualization, right? That that they're gonna that the the, the somebody's gonna sit there and like watch a bunch of horror movies, and they're self they're gonna self actualize, and eventually this is a training camp for their mind, so they can actually go out and kill these people 
who they've been programmed then through the movies to want to have, see dead. Yeah, but that's when you start looking at, you know, like, what is the cause and effect of, yeah. you know, because they I mean, say, I've okay, they... movies, and I don't want everybody... Well, I mean, they, they, so. I've, I've heard that first-person <laughs> shooters were created by the Pentagon to make it easier for... So, soldiers have a hard time shooting somebody when they're up close face-to-face, so they made those as trainers so you have instinct. And you won't think about it. And now we've given these to every single kid in America. Oh, and we're surprised when they... the other way around. The, the Pentagon co-opted them. Do they? Yeah, because the, the, it was like Pentagon Wolfenstein or something. Yeah, they, they make their own. They, they make their own. <laughs> and it's free. For, for, yeah, it's, called Ameri- Army. it's called American Army. You know, it's you one of those it. things. It's like you got to ask yourself who, what responsibility yeah. should we lay on people. I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to go into a movie and see people die. Because that's what you're at the movie for. Isn't that what you're the last the... Starfighter was about? Was oh. training pilots? Oh, oh hey, oh, 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 yeah, no spoilers! He's got to see it. I haven't seen it either, but I know that. <laughs> well, I don't want to ruin it, because it's a special, right, I, special I, movie. Okay. I, I, I got a question. Movie. Directed by Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers, starring the dude from Michael Halloween. Ooh. Dude, I love that movie. It's the that's best awesome. video game movie right, ever. We got, we got seven minutes left, so we need a Cannibal the Musical wrap-up. I really wanted to talk about Police Academy sometime. I'm mad I didn't get a chance to. We're, we're there's, gonna, still time. there's gonna be more comedies, I'm sure, on our Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm sure this is not the final comedy. That's what I'm bringing. You guys See? are downers. <laughs> downers. <laughs> Next time, I want to get drunk and laugh my ass off. Well, you should have. What the hell? Maybe it would have lifted. Well, like I said, I didn't want to laugh. Everybody would have been I didn't infectious. want to laugh over your all the we, jokes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to laugh over the joke of minutes. See, maybe it would have been infectious, and I would have felt compelled to laugh. I think as long as everybody went into the film with an open mind. I mean, we can't. You know, if they didn't like it, they didn't like it, and that's fair. Mm. That's you can't can't condone somebody for that. Alright, so round robin, I'm going to go with uh, a no recommendation on Cannibal the Musical was not for me. Not funny. No, no, I'm going to change that. Take that back. Parts of it were funny. I'm going to go with the no recommendation on uh, Cannibal the Musical as well. Uh, the music is pretty good. I, I do agree that the music is pretty good. So, I mean, like, I say no recommendation, but if you do like uh, Trey Snow, like, if you like South Park, if you like Team America, give this movie a shot, because it will be right up your alley, guaranteed. So they're both obvious kind of, like, yeses to people, <laughs> but uh, I'll obviously well, it, it, saying yes to this fucking movie. I, I will also say yes. I thought it was delightful. I love the music. Oh, delightful film. Layers, people. Layers. A delightful of film full of layers of frosty comedy. It, it, it is a, it is a cult classic. It's not for everybody, but I guess you have to judge it and just watch it for yourself and judge for yourself. Honestly. Or run very far away. So, what are we watching? Next time, what are we watching, Brent, on the Saturday Night Freak Show? Oh, and by the way, Happy New Year, everybody. 2013. Woo! Yep. It's coming up this Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Next week, we're going to be watching The Burbs. The Burbs. All right, so the next burbs. week, tune in at the same bat time, same bat channel. You can follow us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show, on Facebook. No, I'm lying. I'm kidding to you. One day, we will be on Facebook. We'll never be on Facebook. We'll never be on Facebook. And you can follow <laughs> us on Blogger at or on the World Wide Web at Saturday Night Freak Show dot blogspot dot com.
Until next week, foolish mortals. The sky is blue and all the leaves are green. Thank you.